This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Good afternoon. Uh, warm welcome to all the journalists who are attending this press conference of the United States of America national team ahead of the match against England. It's my pleasure to introduce people at head table. There are Greg Berhalter, head coach, the team captain, Tyler Adams, and uh, my cameraman, the team press officer. Before we start, I would like to remind you that there is a simultaneous interpretation through the FIFA interpreting app. Uh, please use English or Arabic for your questions. Where you ask a question, state your name, the organization you work for, and of course, wait for the microphone. I'll kindly ask all photographers to stop shooting after five minutes. If you wish to stay, just put your camera down. Now we are going into your questions. Yes, please, we'll start here. Here, yes. Hi, Greg. Martin Rogers, Fox Sports. Hello. Obviously, Gareth is someone that you know quite well, but it's the same job but in two very different soccer countries. England has an incredibly long soccer history. The American one is a little bit newer. In what ways do you think his job is similar to yours, and in which ways do you think it's quite different? Yeah, so I'd like to start by just wishing all the Americans in the room happy Thanksgiving. I know you guys are here away from your families, but um, we appreciate you being here, and um, we hope you get to get together and maybe celebrate a dinner together. That'd be nice. Right, Stephen? Invite Ives over and have some dinner. All right, okay. Um, so, yeah, how are, well, I think when, when he first took over, it was very similar to the position that, that I've, I first took over. Um, you know, trying to um, reshape the identity of the team, um, you know, refocus, uh, working with a younger group of players. So in that case, very similar. Um, you know, just following some of the 
you know, the things over the last months, um, you know, the, the pressure in the English media is, uh, or in England in general, is, is tremendous. And I think that's different. You know, these guys give me a hard time every once in a while, but it's, I don't think it's of the magnitude that, that Gareth um, gets it. But we all know this is the result-orientated business, right? And we are, we're held accountable for the results on the field. But, you know, I, I think he's done a great job. You know, I've, I've been saying this, and you've heard me say this for the last, you know, year and a half, is that his record in major tournaments has been outstanding, and, and there's no denying that. Um, you know, fourth place finish at 2018, second place finish at, at the Euros. So he's done a great job with his team, and, and, you know, they got off to a great start, and they're a formidable opponent. It's going to be a difficult game for us. Next to him, please pass, pass the microphone. Thank you, Doug McIntyre, Fox Sports. One for each of you, uh, if I may. Tyler, just curious how you how you see the match playing out tomorrow. How, how do you think it's going to go? And Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I know you will. I think you only had one shot on goal in the last match, the one that went in. How do you create more scoring chances tomorrow? Thanks a lot. Yeah, um, I see the game being a, a very fast-paced game. Um, if it's anything, obviously, like the Premier League and the quality of players that I've faced in the Premier League so far, um, we know that they're going to be uh, able to counter quickly and transition. They're going to be good with the ball, against the ball. The defenders obviously speak with themselves. But again, uh, that being said, yeah, we're going to have to adapt at, at certain points in the game. But we think that our strengths uh, play to our advantage in this as well, and it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, and I think... You know, you could always get into the argument, um, you know, opportunity versus chance, right? And, you know, so I think it's a little bit misleading saying one shot on goal. You know, we had a flurry where they put a ball that they almost put an own goal in, and then we come back and hit it off the post. You know, so we were close. I think, you know, it's always difficult to break down five in the back. It's always difficult to break down a compact defense, and we did our best. Um, I think we can r refine some of our movements. I think we can get the ball in the penalty box a little bit quicker. But, um, you know, again, it's, it's not through lack of trying. Okay, next question here, and then next two questions goes there. Yep, Henry Bushnell from Yahoo Sports uh, over here. Greg, just on Gio Reyna, I guess two-part question. One, how's he doing, and what's the status for tomorrow? And two, just to follow up on why he didn't play on Monday, is it accurate to say that he was available, but you guys thought it would have been a risk, and just based on how the game played out, you decided not to take that risk, or was there, is that an accurate summation of it? Not really. I mean, I think I was pretty clear after the game saying he was available for the match, and it was a coach's decision that he didn't play. And he'll be available for tomorrow's match, and we'll see what happens. Stephen Goff, The Washington Post. Tyler, through the, through the eyes of a young American like yourself, how would you describe the, the aura of Premier League and, and English football in, in general and the things you saw and aspired to, uh, perhaps, to, to get there one day? Yeah, for me, um, growing up, the Premier League was, was always the dream. Um, I grew up a huge Thierry Henry fan, I think partially because, obviously, he played for New York Red Bull, but um, also growing up, I, I watched a lot of Arsenal games as well. I admired him, um, how he played the game, uh, and I think... Uh, in America, you see a lot of young players tuning into to a lot of the Premier League games. They're on in the mornings. Uh, they're easy to tune into. The Bundesliga wasn't, you know, the biggest thing for me when I was when I was growing up. So um, you saw a lot of quality players on the pitch at the same time, no matter which teams were playing in the Premier League. So for me, it was always a dream of mine. I remember telling my mom at a young age that I, that I wanted to play in England. Uh, the culture is not too far off of, of what America has to offer. So 
definitely that transition has been obviously a lot easier than than playing in Germany. Um, but there's something special about the Premier League. There always has been. I think there always will be. Um, so yeah, it was always a dream of mine growing up. Yes, uh, Tyler, Ke Kevin Baxter, LA Times. Follow up to that question. We saw Japan beat Germany yesterday with eight players who play in Germany. And I'm wondering, is there an event, you know, the team you guys started had 10 players in Europe, a lot of uh, EPL players. Is there something to that you understand the players you're playing against maybe, or you're not intimidated by them? Is, is this helpful to have this, this EPL experience and then the European experience as well? Yeah, um, I certainly believe that there's a little bit of an advantage. I don't think it makes it predictable uh, by any means. You know, you're going to play against many quality players. Uh, no matter how many times you played against them before, they're going to be able to adapt to, to the game and to what you're doing and, and figure out solutions. Um, but that being said, it is nice to have that experience now for the past couple of months, um, playing some of those big games against some of the top teams, against some of England's best players. Um, and have that opportunity to, to just learn, grow, develop, understand the game differently, uh, and now playing them on an international stage. I would say that international soccer is, is completely different, obviously, than, than the club game. But um, having the opportunity to play against some of those players, I think, will be helpful. Sorry, you cannot speak without microphone. <laughs> yeah, but he, yes, but we don't take that question. Next question goes. He's tough. Yes. yes. <laughs> Carlisle from ESPN.com here. My question's for Thank Greg. Um, in terms of transition moments, I mean, the opportunities were there against Wales. How do you take better advantage of those kinds of situations against England? Is it purely an execution issue, or are there some other things you can do in those moments? No, I think you said it correctly. There were opportunities. We just didn't take advantage of them. Um, something we identified yesterday in the, um, the post-game meeting. And we need to do a better job of that, um, especially those moments where the opponent pushes you back a little, which can happen in the match. We want to be high postured. We want to be pressing. But there's going to be moments where we're, we're lower on the field, and we have to be able to take advantage of the, um, the space behind the defense. And we didn't do that effectively against Wales. Next question here. So, um, David McDonald from the Daily Mirror. Question for Tyler and Greg. Um, Tim Weir took his goal superbly against Wales. Can you give us an insight into the kind of character he is uh, around the camp? Uh, and also, how impressive is it that he's carving a name for himself, given everyone knows his famous father? How impressive is that in, in terms of his mentality and his determination and mindset? Yeah, me and me and Tim grew up together in New York. Uh, I remember playing against him when he was playing for, for the Cosmos growing up, and I was playing for, for New York Red Bull. Uh, and then I did a little scouting on him and brought him over to our side and we played in the academy together in, in New York for a year before he went over to, to PSG. And yeah, he's an amazing character, very bubbly personality. He's just himself. And, and that's amazing when you have people that aren't afraid to be themselves uh, for whatever it is. And he knows that, you know, not necessarily is going to be a target on his back, but everyone, wherever he goes with the name Weya, uh, it carries a, a certain weight. And um, he's lived up to the expectations unbelievably. He's, he's continuing to carve his own path for himself. Um, you know, what he's done for our national team and what he adds to the team. Uh, he's just a special character, and we wouldn't trade him for anything. So um, I'm super happy for him. He continues to work hard every single time. Um, he's on the training field, off the field. He does all the right things. He's mature beyond his years. So um, I think everyone would say that they're very proud of him, and he's continuing to to grow into an amazing player, an amazing person. Yeah, I think you used the right word, character. Um, he's, he's one of a kind. Uh, really helps with the mood in the team, really helps with the spirit in the team. He's got a tremendous amount of confidence, but also brings guys together. Um, you know, we're lucky to have him in the group.
Thank you. Next question here and then on that side. Tyler, I have a, uh, Charles Bohm, MLSsoccer.com, ProSoccerWire, a uh, two-parter for you. The first is just how do you feel? You, you guys talked about England being the best regen, but there's also physical realities. So I'm just wondering how you're, you and the squad are feeling. The second is, as a representative of, of American soccer abroad, I know you do a certain amount of, you know, you wear your Americanness, but you also assimilate a bit maybe. I just wanted to ask what that's been like for you in, in Leeds and how, how you find that balance perhaps. I mean, I'm American wherever I go. So, um, yeah, I mean, fitting in and accent? No, not yet. No New Yorkshire accent yet. Um, and I haven't tried any of the food yet either, really. So I can't say that I'm assimilating too well. Um, but yeah, no, wherever I go, especially having Brendan there and, and playing under an American coach, we have quite the little American crew in Leeds. And I think it's, it's growing in support, which is which is very, very nice. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that part of it's obviously very good. And I don't even remember the first part of your question now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the physical, yeah. Uh, we've, we've gotten used to, obviously, in England and in Europe in general, playing three games a week. So uh, from that standpoint, it's normal. I think, obviously, uh, when you have to get used to the heat after, you know, getting used to the cold in England and then coming here, you know, cramping was setting in a, a little bit. But these games are, are very physically demanding. So you have to be prepared for that. Okay, thank you. The ladies. Yes, please. Nancy Armour with USA Today. I'm actually going to ask Kevin's question. Um, the fact that the EPL is so accessible to American kids, um, that so many of you players are over there, does it eliminate or, or reduce the intimidation factor a bit that, you know, England is maybe not seeming as this, you know, huge thing that it might have been 10, 15, 20 years ago? Is that for me? Um, yeah, I mean, England's still a big team at the end of the day. Intimidation factor, I wouldn't say there's many things out, out there that intimidate me other than spiders. So um, it's, it's, it's fine for me uh, to obviously have the opportunity to play against all these big players. I've, I've done it before. Um, but we also want to show that what we're capable of and that U.S. soccer is growing and developing in the right way. Go ahead, please. Greg uh, Johan from Swedish TV. Uh, uh, FIFA banned Harry Kane from wearing the One Love uh, armband. G the German players covered their mouth as a protest yesterday. Are you planning something tomorrow? And if not, what's your stance on all this? Yeah, I mean, it's everyone, every team has the right to, to choose the way they, um, they express their opinions. And, um, you know, we've been, we've been working with Be The Change since, you know, since 2020 and that's something we're still focused on here in Qatar but um, you know in all honesty right now when we're in the thick of the tournament you know we're you know we're in the office all day working we're preparing you know now is now for us the focus is on the games and it is on you know how do we beat how do we beat England how do we you know prepare in the best way how do we get the team ready to play against England okay next question there Greg uh, Sam Borden from ESPN I'm just wondering you know for the players, obviously, they have club teams to go back to. The, the matches continue right away. As a coach, how do you deal with the pressure of these games where, I mean, these are the, the games in a lot of ways that you're going to be judged on as an international manager? You know, that's what you signed up for. This is, this is for us, it's, um, it's the job. And the way I look at it is an opportunity. You know, to think that, um, you know, I was lucky enough to play in a World Cup and now be able to coach in a World Cup, this is a fantastic opportunity. And that's the way I'm looking, that's the way we're looking at as a staff. You know, our focus is only literally on today's training session, 
and then after today will be on tomorrow's game, and that's it, staying in the present, focusing on the moment. Again, as a point of information, Greg, the first U.S. player and coach in a World Cup. Okay, next question here. Hi, Tyler. In our media guide, it says you're a big fan of ice. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Excellent. Um, yes. Did you watch the, their famous, have you seen their famous win over England? Um, or did you watch it at the time? And I was just, with the amount of pl- um, players that you have, uh, that was a big shock. But the amount of players you have in European leagues, w- would winning against them tomorrow, would it be a big shock? Um, I think England are currently one of the favorites to win the World Cup. Um, I think that in a lot of games, people would probably say that we're the underdogs. Um, but we carry that with pride. Uh, it doesn't mean anything to us to be underdogs, to be favorites, to mean anything. Um, we have to stay disciplined to, to what we do and every single day, train well, uh, perform in the games and show up. Um, and we know that our quality can show and, and our determination can show. Um, and that being said, I think that when we step on the field against England, we have to ultimately be prepared or else a win is, is not possible. Not in Iceland, yeah. I mean, I traveled there. It was an amazing. Me and my girlfriend love to travel. So, um, yeah, it was an amazing place. Definitely would go back. And, uh, no, I haven't seen the Iceland win against England. Did you go to Blue Lagoon? Yeah, I stayed there. I stayed there. It's definitely worth going. Okay, thank you. Go ahead, please. Uh, Grant Wall, grantwall.com. Uh, Tyler, if you're intimidated by spiders, I wanted to warn you about the giant art spider out oh, at yeah. the room here. Not going over there. In case you encounter that. Um, in terms of this game, it seems like you're going to have less of the ball than you had in the last game. You're not going to have to try and break down a low block this time. Do you in some ways welcome that as a team? Um, I play for Leeds. Have you have you seen the seen the way we played? Uh, but yeah, I think that it sets up to our strengths in a way. Uh, we we feel that uh, one of the qualities and characteristics of our team that we've you know progressed and built over the past three years is our pressing. Uh, the amount of guys that we have on the team that can get in and around the ball, our athleticism to to cover spaces and cover ground. We play in a, a very aggressive way against the ball, and that ultimately sets us up to create a lot of transition moments, which you did see against Wales. Uh, so we're going to see how we have to change a little variations to how we do things and capitalize on those transition moments now. Okay, thank you. Next question. I use scores at sbisoccer.com. One for each of you, Tyler. Uh, England has a very impressive collection of young players, much like the U.S. What do you think about that matchup of kind of generations and you could see a lot of each other in the coming years? And Greg, uh, this tournament, we've seen upsets galore, but we've also seen underdogs going after the favorites. We saw it last night with Canada going at Belgium. It seems to be the trend there. Is that, and talking to the Canadian players, they talked about how 
they want to send a message to their country about the style of play that they can be proud of. Is that, as a coach, is that something that you're kind of preaching to your team that you're going to be proactive and that you don't want to just sit back against a giant, you want to go after a giant? You know, we've been working for the last three and a half years on our style of play and how, we're, how we want to execute on the field. So it's not, it's not going to be any different, different against England. You know, we think that there's areas that we can exploit and we're going to want to hurt them. We're going to prepare. We know it's a really good team. We know they have threats. We know we're going to have to be cautious about their threats. Um, but we, you know, we want to play our game. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's a really amazing time in, in world football to see how many young players are getting opportunities to represent their countries uh, at a World Cup. It's almost like this mesh of generations is, is all coming together at once. And, you know, you have the, the mix of experienced players, and now you have these young players that are also very experienced because they're getting opportunities with their club teams and now the opportunity to represent their, their uh, international team as well. Okay. Yes, please. Uh, Paul Tenorio from The Athletic. I have one for each of you as well. Greg, you guys had a lot of three-game windows in qualifying, similar structure to kind of three group games. How much did you learn from going through that that you can apply at the World Cup, and how much of it is different just because of the stage and the stakes? Um, and Tyler, for you, have, playing in England, be, living in England, how much did you hear the it's coming home and all of that, and uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on it? Go for it. Uh, I actually haven't heard it too much, to be fair. Uh, everyone wished me luck. They just said not too much luck against uh, England. So uh, friendly banter within our team group chat to me and Brendan. But uh, haven't heard it's coming home too much. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think, Paul, to answer your question, it, they're not, it's not really similar at all, right? You have travel. You have different climates. You have less, one less day of rest. So it's, it's completely different. Here you get an extra day of rest, you're not traveling, and you're in the World Cup. Yes, to the gentleman in the green. Yes, go ahead, and then for you. Hi, it's Brian Graham from The Guardian. Uh, question for Greg. Tyler touched on this, but I was wondering if you, um, <clears throat> having come up at a different time, uh, could give your impressions on how England and the Premier League have sort of influenced the rise in popularity of soccer in the US. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I remember... Um, you know, when I was in Holland, getting home from my games on Saturday, watching Match of the Day um, on BBC, and, and that was the only real highlights you got. And then now, every Saturday morning in America, you know, waking up to watching the Premier League and, and seeing all the, the fan festivals they're having, and just, you know, everyone now in America seems to have a team that they support. And, you know, it, it's, it's an incredible league. You know, we're really proud to have our players playing in that league. Um, and, you know, to me, it's similar to the NFL in, in terms of how, how dominant it is and how, um, how commercial-orientated it is. Thank you. Your turn, please. Go ahead. Yeah, Sam Stasko from The Athletic. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. One for each of you guys. Greg, how are uh, Weston and Serginio holding up and recovering after the match? Obviously not a ton of minutes for either heading into the tournament, and both looked a little fatigued when they came off the other night. And then, Tyler, um, England, for many reasons, it's a supremely high-profile match. Uh, you guys have said that you're on a mission to change the way the world perceives American soccer. Do you think this game has particular importance in that regard? They're both doing fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, obviously a huge opportunity to fast-track the impact that, that we can have. You know, these are the games where, you know, high pressure, privileged moment to, to step on the field against some of these guys. Um, we respect them, probably mutual respect between both teams. And, um, 
when you get a result in a game like this, you know, people start to respect Americans a little bit more. Question here. Tyler Romblom from AP. From your experience in MLS, the Bundesliga, and the Premier League, how would you describe the difference in the level of play at those three places? And what do you see as the path for MLS to get to the level of the Premier League? Um, I guess I'm the commissioner right now. Um, I think, yeah, MLS, it's a completely different point in my career. I was 15, 16 years old. Uh, coming through the league at, at a completely different time. I think when I, you know, even watch the current MLS Cup final, uh, the level of play is, is completely different. You have players on the field that have amazing careers and, and well-respected careers, and, and the speed of play, I can already tell, is much faster than, than when I was there. Um, in the Bundesliga, it was an, uh, an important part of my career to develop in the right way, and I went to a club that gave me a lot of opportunities to play European football, compete in the Champions League, play in the semifinal of a Champions League, um, and then make another move that, which I wanted in my career to a place in the Premier League. So, um, yeah, the Premier League is obviously a bit more physical, even probably a little bit faster than, than the Bundesliga, um, but it's all, it's all completely different. So I think for, for MLS, it's growing in the right way, in the right pathway. They're bringing young players over that, you know, probably aren't at the end of their careers, but probably in the midst of, of developing and in, in the prime of their career. So I think that's super important for the league. Thank you. To the lady in the middle, please pass the microphone. Thank you. Thanks. Is it on? Yes. Um, Greg, we've heard from Gareth um, being incredibly complimentary about you and said you've been chatting for a while, but said since you drew each other in the group, it's sort of dropped off a little bit. Have you spoken to him recently? Have you exchanged any communication? And if so, what did he say? And also, Tyler, could you just explain for an English audience what a win against England would mean back home? Thank you. I've been WhatsApping him, but I haven't seen the blue check mark, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> now, we kind of took a hiatus. We'll, we'll pick up our relationship um, after tomorrow. Yeah, it would, it would, it would mean a lot. I think uh, most importantly, it would mean a lot to the team because we've been trying to um, progress this thing along for the past three years, and we've been mo moving in the right direction. So I think ultimately capitalizing tomorrow um, would mean we're continuing to move in the right direction. Please go ahead. Uh, uh, Steph Haskins, Reuters. Uh, my question's for Tyler. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Um, if you could please just, uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing with us how this, how it feels to be spending this Thanksgiving day with your American teammates. And also if you wouldn't mind sharing with us what you are grateful for. Oh, grateful for a lot of things. Um, most importantly, grateful for, for my family. Uh, they've made a lot of sacrifices to allow me to be where I'm at, and without them, wouldn't be wouldn't be anything. So definitely thankful for them. Um, thankful to spend spend the the day with this many Americans as well. It's probably the first time in a long time. It's been probably four or five years since I've had Thanksgiving uh, with this many Americans. It's usually just been me and my girlfriend. So um, I'm very lucky to to call this place my family as well. It's like my extended family, which uh, is very, very nice to be able to feel very comfortable here. Um, so it's an exciting day. Next question there. Uh, Ryan Tolmich from Goal. This is for you, Greg. I wanted to ask about uh, Eunice, who's a guy that obviously could have played for England. Looking back to, to when he made the decision to, to come join you guys, prior to that, did you ever think that you were going to lose him? And when you look at where he's come from from that point to now, 
How have you kind of seen him grow from that, that you know, basically youth national team player to the point where now he's at the World Cup playing in a game like he did against Wales? Um, yeah, I think it was just about building a relationship, letting him see what type of environment we have within the team, um, letting him meet his teammates. Uh, I think that was the important thing. And then it's just, it has to be a decision that the players make with their heart. And that was really important. You know, we, we got to know him and his family. But the most important thing was if he was going to feel comfortable with us. And he did. And I think since then, you know, he's a guy, Tyler was around his first camp. You know, he came in, you know, smiling ear to ear. And, like, he, he you know, he um, endears people to him very quickly because of his personality. And just a great guy. You know, we're proud to see his development. And it, it was nice to see him on the field against Wales. Last two questions. One go yeah, your turn. Uh, um, question for Greg. Um, I think it's widely accepted that England's golden generation was the early to mid-2000s. Maybe now Gareth has a new golden generation. This current USA team, do you think this is the start of your golden generation given the age of the group and where it could progress? the next World Cup. Yeah, I think that's just TBD, right? We, we haven't achieved anything as a group on the world stage. You know, when you're talking about, you know, England coming in fourth and then coming in second, you know, there's, there's tangible things that you can say, okay, this group achieved something. And we're, not, we're just not there yet. We, we need to use this World Cup to establish ourselves and then, you know, hopefully move to the next World Cup and, and, and do the same. But um, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves trying to call on our calling the team that, and, and it's still to be determined. Last question. James Robson for AP, for Greg. Um, when Christian Pulisic came to the Premier League, there was a lot of expectation on him. He was replacing Eden Hazard at Chelsea, came for a lot of money. He's had his frustrations in England. I wonder how you've assessed him there, and have, has English football seen the best of him? I think so. I just, I, I really do. I mean, I think that you have a guy that um, is playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world and um, the talent they bring in, the money they've spent since he's been there has been tremendous. I think it's the most in the world. Can you, do you know? They spent a lot of money, right? Is it the most of any team? In that, but I wonder in that whole time period, right? They spent a ton of money. So the fact is, I mean, the point is he's in a very competitive environment. And he finds a way to keep getting himself on the field. And, and, you know, that's all you can ask of a player, that he that he has the mindset, the determination to, to stay disciplined, keep working hard, and, and wait for his opportunity. And Christian's definitely done that. Thank you very much for being here today. And see you tonight at Al Garafa Stadium training site at 7 9 o'clock. Uh, first 15 minutes are open to the media. Thank you very much. Tyler. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.